You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A brought to you by Blueprint MCAD. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you are welcome. And I'm excited to chat with you and find out what I can help you with. Yeah, um, I actually had a question about my activities for my application. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be applying in May. Um, and I was wondering if I should list Alcoholics Anonymous as an activity. Um, I have been sober coming up on nine years next week. Mm. Um, and it's obviously been a very big part of my life, my recovery. Um, some of the personal transformations I've gone through as a result of this have played a part in my decision to go back to school yep. um, pre-med. Um, and I don't know if it's just one of those things where I should just leave it out um, as a red flag, um, or if the fact that nine years is potentially long enough where admissions committees might say, you know what, I think this person might be okay, um, considering all the things I do um, in my life and have been okay. Yeah. Um, so that's really my question. Um, is if I should include that as an activity, because as an older pre-med with a full-time job that doesn't really have flexibility, I wonder if my activities are going to be enough. Okay. So thank you for the question, a very vulnerable question, and and one that I actually get quite frequently. Um, And I actually worked with a student a few years ago who also was sober, and um, in his first application talked about his sobriety, talked about his struggles uh, with drugs and alcohol, and didn't get any traction from any schools. Uh, And in his second application, we had talked, well, maybe let's leave it out. And and I'll I'll put an asterisk on that because I'll I'll expand on that in, in a second. And the second time he applied, he got traction and he was accepted to medical school ultimately. My stance on whether you want to talk about addiction, you want to talk about mental health stuff, you want to talk about kids, you want to talk about LGBT stuff, you want to talk about whatever it is that you are concerned it may be a hot kind of button topic. At the end of the day, my answer is you need to be true to who you are as a person. Understanding that you may not be a good fit for some schools based on who you are as a person, based on those potential things about yourself. You may find that if you put AA as an activity on there and and you talk about your sobriety on there, if you put that on an application at, at, let's, University of of wherever, um, medical school, they put um, someone in charge of reviewing your application and they look at that and they go, well, my brother's an alcoholic or my dad was an alcoholic and that's not a pretty picture. And they're leaning on their experiences and judging you through their own experiences, negatively judging you, then you may not have an opportunity. But that's that's human, <laughs> that's, that's just life in general. Everyone that you're gonna interact with is going to view your experiences and your sobriety in a different way. And there are going to be some schools out there that will look at that and go, wow, that's amazing what you have done, what you've overcome, potentially how you're helping now as a sponsor for others, and, and see that as a huge impact uh, on 
on your life and other people's lives, and they can picture you as a physician being able to talk to patients who are struggling with addiction and, and be able to go, well, actually, I'm sober, right? Obviously, if you choose to, to talk about that. Um, and so at the end of the day, whether you choose to talk about your sobriety on your application or not is up to you. Knowing that, it will hurt you at some schools. Hoping that there's at least one school out there that's willing to take the chance on you to have that conversation with you. And ultimately knowing that because you're out in the open about it, that they potentially will support you if you have any struggles along the way. If you hide it, AKA just don't talk about it on your application, and you end up in a situation where maybe you relapse or maybe you're having some struggles and you go and you ask for help and, and you're faced with, well, you didn't tell us about this before and they're, they're mad and they don't want to support you or whatever else or just the culture of the school. You get the vibe that they don't want to help you. They don't want to help anybody going through mental health stuff or anything else. Then now all of a sudden you're alone in that situation potentially more likely to relapse or whatever, right? And so that's always where I go with answering the question is, is number one, you have to tell your truth, knowing that it may hurt you. And if you choose not to tell your truth, which is perfectly fine, because it's, it's uh, very personal, you may end up in a situation where you are not going to be supported and how happy are you going to be there? Now, one other thing, I know I'm talking a lot here and I want to get your, your thoughts. One other thing is if this is a big part of why you want to be a physician, then I probably don't see any other way of avoiding it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've played this out in my head so many times I could go either way. Um, I think it, it is part of the reason why I decided to go back and pursue this, you know, when I turned 35 um, and why I couldn't do it in my twenties, the interest was always there though. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's part of my second question is how do I explain, you know, there will be things that I'm not going to put on my application from my twenties. Um, once I got out of the military uh, because I wasn't doing anything meaningful, I was struggling. I was struggling to, you know, get sober and, you know, I didn't have meaningful jobs. I didn't go to school. Um, how do I, I know you don't have to put everything down, mm -hmm. but how do I address it? I mean, at some point that will come up. Somebody will say, what did you do from the time, you know, that you were 22 to yeah, so, 29? So there, there are lots of ways to go about this. And this is one of the great things that I, I love about the activity section is there are no rules. So you could potentially have from, from 22 to 29, whatever, whatever years that corresponds with. And you could just say various retail jobs as an activity and say, during this time, get, getting out of the military, I was kind of lost and didn't know what to do. And so I bounced around here, there, and everywhere. And that will give kind of a timeline as to what you were doing without leaving any huge gaps where there's any questions. And, and if they truly weren't meaningful for you, then that's okay. Um, and then and then save save your energy on the meaningful ones. Okay, thank you. Um, but yeah, back to the, I, I've watched a lot of your podcasts and saying, you know, tell your story and, and I guess it is part of my story, but I don't know that it's, it's so big that I need to talk about it. Mm 
Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm thinking now maybe I should leave, leave it out because I've worked so hard, um, you know, to get to where I am in yeah. terms of school. I, like my stats are not a problem. I'm not worried about anything, you know, academically. Great. Um, I don't want my application to just be tossed into a pile because of that. Um, and maybe if I need to, you know, bring it up at all on a couple of secondaries. Um, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Okay. Because I would prefer that I would prefer to be open about it um, during the application process. But I, I know it's a it's still stigmatized. And yeah. the way I've kind of rationalized this is that, well, do I tell anybody at work right now? Do I tell people that I meet? And the answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it is still stigmatized. And I think, and um, uh, <laughs> I, I may may come off as as callous in a way to say this. I think it's stigmatized appropriately for this one specific situation. Is when you're dealing with both mental health and addiction issues, the biggest triggers for those are going to be stress, lack of sleep, and stress. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Medical school and residency does. Yeah. And that's another thing. My job right now is incredibly high stress and I've had my position at work for, I've been with the same company nine years um, and in a high stress role for seven of them Okay, combined with going to school on top of that full time. So I feel like through some of my activities, I will be demonstrating that I can handle stress. You know, it hasn't pushed me over the edge, so to speak um, in this long. Awesome. I don't know, you know, why that would suddenly change. Yeah. And, and obviously we can make assumptions and, and play out and what's going to happen. And we don't know, right. Even, even people going into medical school with, without any addiction or mental health issues, all of a sudden in a medical school, that's a big enough trigger for, for bad things to happen. So, and, and it's a huge conversation with self-care and everything else in, in the medical education training, which it needs to be, um, and and only you know th- your triggers. Only you know the support structure that you have around yourself to help you in those situations. And so as you're going through this process and thinking about it and, and potentially talking to others, and, and I can try to connect you potentially if, if that student allows me to with this other student who I know uh, is sober in medical school to see how his experiences were. Um, to, to see if maybe there's there's things that maybe you haven't thought about that that may help you set up uh, the right support structure and and systems in place to help you through this process. Yeah, that would be great. I did listen to that podcast as well, and it just confused me even more. <laughs> in what way? That's interesting. Well, I mean, I'm 38 now, yep. so I really kind of did this thinking. I don't know that I will apply more than once just because of my age. So I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't made that determination. I'm really hoping I would get in on the first try. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I just need to do it right. Yeah. So do it right. That, that's definitely a, a key thing. And, and if, and I usually don't turn these into like sales calls, but if, if you need any help writing personal statement, et cetera, then obviously we have a team at map to help you with that. But, um, it's hard, right? Getting into medical school is hard for everyone. And then when you're thinking about potentially talking about these 
activities and experiences that you've had that may be seen as red flags by some schools, then it's like, am I am I shooting myself in the foot, so to speak? And and should I just pretend to be someone different? That's what goes through students' minds. How do I portray this other person so that I get into medical school? And, and ultimately, that's where I go back to think about yourself in school, going through situations that maybe you go through once a year or twice a year or whatever it is. Um, and are you going to be in a situation where you feel supported? Or do you, do you not need the school to support you and you have your own support structures outside of that? And maybe that's the answer. Yeah, I, I think I'd feel confident in the, the program to be a good support for me. It's been for as long as this. Um, so I wouldn't worry too much about the school support on that. Um, yeah, AA is phenomenal. My my grandfather was in AA for like 60 years. Uh, he passed last year of COVID, but he was super, super involved uh, till he died. Yeah, I guess that's why I thought maybe I could put it as an activity because it's it's really service oriented. And when you get past the beginning, it's really about helping other people. And the things that I've seen in terms of people coming in who are just devastated, right? And then helping them work to a place where where they're better. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where it over the years it's made me want to do more. And so it is part of the reason, but it's not the whole reason. And yeah. I do think that. If I left it out, I'm not portraying a different person. I'm just leaving out something that I know people people could hold against me. Yeah, um, yeah. So. Or they may they may think that's amazing and and want to talk to you about it. So there there is there are both sides to that. Um. So it, it it's it's a hard choice. I I know. Well, sounds like I'll keep wrestling with it. <laughs> what what you potentially can do even is is go down the path and and almost start two separate applications and write a personal statement that includes it and write a personal statement that does it and and put them aside and go back to them and read them and the the statement that kind of avoids talking about it do you feel that resonates with you do you feel like that's true to who you are? Do you feel like your passions about medicine come through or is it missing something? Cause you're not talking about it. That's what I was going to do. I'm going to start working on my personal statement over this break coming up. Okay. And I was going to write two versions, one that included something and one that didn't, yeah. um, and then see how I felt about it. Perfect. So, and I just finished reading your book. It was a big help. Good, good, good. <laughs> awesome. Anything else I can help you with? I don't think so. Those were my main questions. All right. Well, good luck. And again, if you need any help looking over essays or anything, reach out to us and we'll, we'll be glad to help. Thank you. I appreciate your time today, Dr. Gray. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check out our amazing Facebook group, The Hangout, at medicalschoolhq.net slash group.